Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states in the United States. When the lights go down, the paranormal comes alive. There's not an alien force already among us. Major sighting here. There's something out here. Can you repeat that, Commander Bell? It's coming at me. dark depths of a secret dungeon deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, you're traveling somewhere between abnormal and paranormal into the paranormal. We are controlling transmission. to be with you once again. Hello from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I am Jeremy Scott. Tonight, it's collective consciousness reality. As humanity's collective consciousness evolves and expands, it sure seems that more of us are experiencing phenomena, voices that no one hears, visions that no one else sees, intense intuitive feelings that... uh, tell of the future, or enable us to telepathically connect to loved ones. Some of us are even able to communicate with the dead, see these interdimensional beings, or claim to have been abducted by aliens, and some of, the, some of us experience synchronicities that defy the odds. My guest tonight, Rob and Trish McGregor, ask, are we the outliers, or are we as a growing number of psychiatrists, Scientists and researchers now recognize tapping into a matrix of reality far more vast and complex than what science currently recognizes. They're here to explore this fascinating premise. Rob and Trish McGregor are accomplished authors of dozens of books, both fiction and nonfiction. Together, they have co-authored more than a dozen nonfiction self-help books about exploring paranormal realities and mysteries of the unknown. Their latest book is Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Powers. It's a privilege to have you both back on the program. How are you been doing? We're good, Jeremy. Thank, Thank you, you for having us back. 
Good to be here. <laughs> Going back to kind of what I just said there, humanity's collective consciousness, it does seem that that uh, plays a very important role in this all. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that as, as people become, as people have experiences that are paranormal, and more and more people seem to be having them, that the man's collective consciousness is, is also expanding in that sense, so that we maybe are not quite as skeptical of ourselves and of the phenomena as we used to be. We took a look at a couple of uh, polls that were taken, uh, one that was in 2005, one that was in 2017. The one in uh, 2005 was by Baylor University, and they concluded that just 15 percent of Americans believed in the paranormal. But then by 2017, Chapman University did a similar survey. Uh, They call it actually American Fears, and that included a battery of items on the paranormal. And they found that 55% of people believe uh, that advanced civilizations like Atlantis existed. 52% believe places uh, can be haunted by spirits. More than a third believe aliens visited Earth in the ancient past. And more than a quarter believe that aliens have visited the planet in modern times. And uh, altogether, the survey concluded that 75% of Americans believe in some facet of the uh, paranormal. So in 12 years, that's quite a jump. I mean, there's probably there's probably differences in the way the uh, two surveys were conducted that account for some of that difference. But still, it seems like it's a, a, a big boost over that short of time. And I think part of it has to do with you know, the advent of, of cell phones and uh, social media. Because, I mean, you know, if you look on – social media is filled with things on the paranormal. And I think that these things all help change people's minds. And television series, too. Lots yeah. of Lots of – it's on the uh, related to the paranormal, both documentaries on cable channels and uh, also uh, uh, fictional series – deal with the paranormal but i hope that that doesn't turn into you know everybody just believes every claim they hear because then that is a very dangerous proposition exactly yeah that is it's also i mean skepticism has its has its place for sure but in some ways it, it it had gone overboard you know so that people who were scientists and academics were saying oh you know anecdotal evidence doesn't mean anything well, actually, yes, it does. That uh, your own experiences, uh, you should be skeptical about your own experiences, and uh, we don't uh, we don't think that's true. In fact, uh, in uh, a couple of cases we've seen where scientists themselves have uh, you know talked about their own experiences, and they seem to take them very seriously themselves, but but tell us that maybe we should uh, be skeptical of our own feelings, our own emotions, our own psychic experiences. Well, and and we just shared that poll a couple of weeks ago on the program um, that 45% believe in ghosts, 45% in demons as well, 46% oh. believing in other supernatural beings, and 13% uh, only believing in vampires. That's fascinating. So tell us about all of these sensations that people are you know, experiencing from the voices in their in their head, the things that they see out of the corner of their eye, these visions, you know, these feelings of intuition and telepathy how common do you think those are i think they're more common 
than they used to be, or maybe it's just that more people are talking about their experiences. But uh, another one is synchronicity. Uh, in other words, meaningful coincidences. I think a lot of people have these, but they just pass right right over their heads. They just they they may think for an instant, oh, that was strange, and then completely forget about it and not think of it as meaningful at all, just a, a mere coincidence. So there's a difference there with uh, your belief system, too. If you take uh, synchronicity seriously, then you you see uh, meaning in these coincidences and you look try to see what's behind it. There seems to be an underlying pattern in this all, and that is the collective consciousness. Yeah, I think there is. And there's also another pattern, and I, I think there's a huge emotional component in, in all of this, you know, if somebody experiences something that's truly jarring to their belief system, like, okay, you mentioned alien abduction. Okay, let, let's say you're abducted by aliens, and up until this point, you've never believed in aliens. That's jarring to your belief system. You know, that kind of shatters your worldview. And I think that in instances like that, you, you're forced to shift your beliefs. Would you agree with that, uh, Rob? Yeah, I think um, there's a factor of fear that people have, which may keep people from exploring the paranormal. Uh, it relates to fear of the unknown, religious upbringing. They and they may believe in demons, but they don't want to. They don't want to encounter them, and th- they might fear that. Feel that if you're exploring. Even things like precognition, uh, seeing the future, or telepathy, or especially contact with the dead, then you're getting into dangerous areas. Uh, but uh, yet I think there's more and more people becoming open to these areas as these polls seem to show. What about the people who see things, uh, whether they be, you know, out of their corner or the corner of their eye or they see, you know, these apparitions uh, head on or dimensional or interdimensional? Uh, extraterrestrial, however you want to say it, beings. Let me tell you one of my personal experiences. Rob is also a meditation teacher. And during one of his classes, he he does this meditation that eyes half open. And in a corner of the room, I mean, as I went into a meditative state, I suddenly saw my mother, who's been dead since 2000. And she looked young. She was or younger, she looked like she was in her 40s, and very happy. Now, she had Alzheimer's. That's She died from complications of Alzheimer's, so to see her happy was a shock. And she was directing people into a theater, and suddenly she waves, and I see my father, who also looks younger and who died from complications of Parkinson's. And he, you know, jots over to her, and they're laughing, and they both look young. And then they both turned, and I realized they realized I saw them, and they faded away. So how, how do I explain that? You know, I mean, it's it happened. It was real. And I was, it, you know, it confirmed that they were both, I guess, OK on the other side. And I had a similar experience with Trish's mother right at the time of her death. Trish was uh, she was living in an Alzheimer's unit and Trish was just leaving the house to go visit her when uh, I was sitting at my computer and kind of uh, uh, a bit of a daze, kind of an alpha state, uh, and just kind of open. And suddenly I saw her smiling and waving uh, to me, and then uh, she turned and walked away and disappeared. And uh, a couple minutes later, uh, before Trish left, she got a call that her mother had just died. What about the people who hear voices? 
Yeah, I think you're going nuts for one thing. There's a woman we know in Wales. She's psychic. And for the last 40 years, she's described herself as a clairvoyant psychic and healer. Okay, she hears voices. And it's always the same voice coming from inside her head. She calls it her intuitive voice. Uh, And it lets her know about things that are coming up. So a couple years ago, Jane and a friend had planned to spend a week in Spain, staying with people they knew whose home was on a mountaintop. And her friend found an inexpensive flight and texted Jane that she should book them. But suddenly she gets this resounding no inside her head, the voice, with no reason given. And because Jane follows the advice of that voice, she told her friend not to book the flight. And the next day, her friend called her and told her that uh, flash flash floods had washed away the guest room down the mountain where they were supposed to be staying. And their visit would have to be delayed until September. Now, that's, you know, not everyone would listen to a voice like that. In fact, um, Ian Stevenson, who was a psychiatrist who taught at the University of Virginia, he did some studies about people who survived the Titanic, and they either heard voices, like, like Jane did, or they heard or they had dreams about not getting on the ship. So, you know, I guess if you ignore the voice or the dream, you do so at your own peril, especially when it, when it involves death. But, you know, there's people who hear voices that don't uh, like what they hear. And like if the voices tell them to do something. Like kill themselves. Yeah. Uh, and the, a lot of times they go to psychiatrists and they're on drugs, so they block those voices. Where there's other people who find, like Jane, who find the voices uh, helpful. And, and she had another uh, experience right after that one where that trip was canceled, where the voice said, go to Egypt. She said back to the voice that I'm not going unless somebody uh, makes an offer to uh, to go with me and has some idea of where we're going. And uh, I don't know how much time went by a week or so where some somebody friend of her uh she hadn't talked to for a while got a hold of her and talked about going to a bedouin camp in egypt and staying for a month and she uh she jumped right in and had a great uh had a great time so that's a case where uh voices were uh served as guidance and and were helpful you know in the course of writing this chapter on the hearing things we ran across information about something called the Hearing Voices Network. It's now international in scope, and it advocates for people who hear voices. And it was first formed 30 years ago, and now there's something like 20 nationally-based networks around the world. And what they do is the, the network incorporates a fundamental belief that there are many ways to understand the experience of hearing voices and other unusual or extreme experiences, and not all of them mean that you're nuts. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, there's a effort uh, by people in that group to accept those voices rather than uh, just uh, to reject them and uh, accept the take take the drugs. So that's uh, something that's been uh, taking place over over time. But uh, one of the things that happens with uh, people who are having these voices that they don't like, it's possible that they've had some traumatic experience in their life and they've lost 
a fragment of their soul, so to speak. And that's shamans call this soul retrieval and go out into the spirit world, capture and cleanse that fragment of the soul and bring it back into the person. And uh, that's very similar what, uh, to what uh, modern-day uh, psycho, psychotherapists do as, as well, in a, but in, in a different uh, terminology. From, with a different belief system. Right. Yeah, uh, there's a nurse, Barbara Stevens Barnum. Uh, she wrote a book called Spirituality and Nursing from Traditional uh, to New Age. She writes, for example, soul retrieval closely resembles modern psychotherapy whereby the therapist seeks to find repressed portions of the person's, uh, of the client's personality. Like the psychiatrist, the shaman is very careful not to return a missing portion of the soul that has not been cleansed uh, of its damage. So that could account for reason why some people have hear voices and that uh, are voices that are coming into them from uh, maybe an outside source, uh, maybe a part of their uh, unconscious mind uh, related to something that's happened to them in the past. What about mainstream science and how they kind of still reject the reality of much of what we have discussed so far tonight? Well, I think a lot of this is changing. I, I mean, it's, I think it almost has to, I think because so many people have these experiences that science is, is slowly getting on board with it. Um, you have people like uh, Oliver Sacks, who was the author of Hallucinations. Uh, you have Rupert Sheldrake, a British biologist who has written several books on precognition. He wrote a book on dogs who sense when their owners are coming home. Um, Dean Rand, Dean Braden, uh, Bernard Britt Bateman, who's a psychiatrist, teaches psychiatry at the University of Virginia, who's who writes about synchronicity. In fact, Bernard's Bernard himself was got involved in writing about synchronicity because years ago he had an experience. He was living on the East Coast. His father was on the West Coast. And about eleven o'clock one night, he started choking, and it wasn't because he had eaten or had anything to drink. He just started choking. And he thought he was going to choke to death. And after a few minutes, the, the sensation abated. And the next day, his brother called to tell him that their father had choked to death at exactly the same time on the West Coast that he had experienced it on the East Coast. Now, that's weird, but it's, it grabs your attention. And that's what introduced him or got him involved in the exploration of synchronicity and became a very important part of his studies. Rob and Trish McGregor have done an awful lot of uh, research on synchronicities. We'll continue with them tonight about their new book, Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Powers, when we continue on Into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. Don't venture too far. You might not make it back into the paranormal.
Paranormal, where alien visitations make for another extraordinary Saturday night. Consciousness Reality tonight. My guests are Robin Trish McGregor, and they're author of the new book, Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Powers. And we were talking right before the break about how science does seem to be coming on board, at least bit by bit. Can you share some uh, uh, other examples with us? Yeah. Uh, for instance, here's something that happened to Rupert Sheldrake, the, the British biologist I mentioned. He was invited to give a TED Talk, and... A, I guess there was a board of other scientists who decided that he was veering into basically heretical territory, and they banned his talk. He gave the talk, but... Uh, but they wouldn't run it. Yeah. And uh, that only put him on the map. You know, after that, he became a lot more famous. And they event- and it eventually came out on the Internet and had got more interest and reaction than if they wouldn't have said anything, so... <laughs> Uh, it seems that the old paradigm people, the ones that are sort of in charge of the uh, the chairman of the, of the different uh, uh, departments, as they or get organizations, organizations or uh, university uh, physics departments, psychology departments, as they move on. Uh, and are replaced by younger people. I think the change is going to continue as we as we go along. That their uh, younger scientists, I believe, are more open. We talked a little bit about telepathy earlier, and you have some examples of telepathy between twins. Yeah, we live next door to a woman who's an identical twin, and for a while, her other twin, our, our neighbor's name is Annette. The twin's name is Jeanette, and so one night. I was reading up on, you know, telepathy between twins. So I went next door and said, okay, you guys are identical twins. Give me, give me examples of the kinds of telepathy you've experienced. And immediately Jeanette said, years ago, I was living in Tennessee and working for Chanel. And she was living with a guy and they were asleep. And suddenly they hear this tremendous crash from the bathroom. And they thought somebody had broken into their place. So the boyfriend grabs a bat. They run into the bathroom, and she sees all these Chanel bottles that have been shattered through no apparent cause. And suddenly, she knew that something, she just knew it. She knew something had happened to Annette. And within seconds, the phone rings, and it's Annette living in another city who has just been robbed at gunpoint while making a night deposit. Now, that that's pretty shocking, <laughs> And that's, I think, is an instance of, of really powerful telepathy. So uh, while it was happening, Annette uh, recalls that she was praying that the guy wouldn't kill her. And uh, I was telling God that she's a very religious person. I was telling God that if I was killed, uh, Jeanette wouldn't survive. My husband would, but uh, uh, he would get past it, but Jeanette wouldn't. Uh, I-, I called her before I even called the police, she said. So that shows you how twins are so close. And we asked her, well, how did the bottles get broken? She said she has no idea. But I think that was probably an an instance of telekinesis 
and synchronicity, and synchronicity and through the emotion coming together yeah. uh, telepathy and telepathy that's the thing about paranormal phenomena is it's hard to categorize it into one particular thing um if you uh have an, uh, a thought about somebody who you haven't had any uh, conversations with uh since college and it's 20 years later and uh an hour later you get a facebook request from that same person well, that's a synchronicity in my thing oh maybe that's telepathic i was receiving that telepathically or maybe it's precognition i, w- I was seeing the future so but any- it all falls under the umbrella of synchronicity yeah but any or all of those could be uh possible uh reasons so it's but here it's jeremy here's way. another weird story and this this was documented uh in 1972 regency press published a novel called black abductor was by a guy named Harrison James, which was a pseudonym for James Rusk Jr. Okay, it's about a terrorist group led by a black man who kidnapped a college student, Patricia. Her wealthy father was well-known and had right-wing sympathies. Okay, in the novel, Patricia was kidnapped near campus while she was with her boyfriend, who was badly beaten by the abductors. And in the story, for a while, he was a suspect in the case. The fictional Patricia initially resisted her captors, but eventually subscribed to their ideology and became a champion of their cause. The terrorists sent Polaroid photos to her father and described the abduction as America's first political kidnapping. They predicted that eventually they would be surrounded by police, tear gas, and wiped out. Okay, that was the book. Two years after the book was published, in 1974, Patricia Hearst, daughter of newspaper baron Randolph Hearst, and then a college student, was abducted from her apartment near campus. Yeah, that that was a big story at the time when uh, Patricia Hearst, uh, and, daughter but, of the newspaper Baron Randolph Hearst, uh, and these kidnappers were abducted. members of the Symbionese Liberation Army. Yeah, a terrorist group uh, led by a black guy. Yeah, just like in the book. Anyway, there were so many similarities uh, between the Patricia Hearst kidnapping and this book. And her boyfriend Stephen Weed was badly beaten, just like in the. And, and eventually, he became he actually became a suspect in the kidnapping of his girlfriend, just like in the book. Yeah. So I think this, you know, this, this is the kind of thing that can also happen through creativity, which I mean, even at the time after, after uh, the Hearst kidnapping happened, the author of Regents of the um, Black Abductor became a suspect. They thought that he had was somehow responsible and there was also a novel that was written that uh, about a ship that uh, a, a brand new big sh- uh, sh- ship that crashes into an iceberg and uh, sinks uh, and some people survive, others don't. And the, the description of the ship was so close to the Titanic, and it was called the Titan, was the name of the ship. And, and the, all, of, all the measurements? The measurements, uh, the number of... Uh, uh, boats they had for rescue boats. Uh, uh, so it, it is really in, incredible how that person, I think this was 12 years, the book was published 12 years before the uh, Titanic went down. You know, that brings up an interesting point uh, is that if precognition is real, is the future fixed? And if the future is fixed, uh, how far into the future is it set in stone? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think I don't think the future is set in stone. What I think is when people have these precognitive, what seem like visions of the future, precognitive experiences, what they're seeing is a probable event, and through choices that we make as a collective, 
the event either happens or it doesn't. Yeah, what I think is, let's take the example of the Titanic again. There were people who had uh, dreams and precognitive uh, visions that it was dangerous, that the ship was going to sink. And uh, many of some of them uh, just didn't show up and uh, or got their money back and or the canceled ticket the canceled the trip. <laughs> and others wrote about that or told relatives their dream, but went on the ship and died. Uh, so maybe those people had a choice. Uh, they could go. They could stay. And, uh, and so their their personal future was not set. But maybe that event itself in the larger picture of the okay. collective unconscious, that that event was going to happen uh, as a major event that would affect uh, the collective unconscious. And in fact, that's I had mentioned uh, Ian Stevenson before, and he had researched the psychic experiences related to the sinking of the Titanic. Okay, he found 19 documented cases of passengers who'd, who'd had premonitions about the, the voyage. Some of them heeded the premonitions and declined to order the ship, and others ignored their premonitions and died. <laughs> so that's why I said, you know, when, when you have a dream or a feeling about something in the future, you really have to be careful, I think, in your choices. I think personally I have... Uh precognitive ability that's about three seconds in front of uh, <laughs> events like sometimes i slam on my brake and for no particular reason then a car comes out of nowhere crossing my path that i hadn't seen why did i hit the brake just then you know i had, it was like a, a three second premonition but I, I i'm not so great on uh going past three seconds <laughs> Well, Rob and Trish, I want to thank you both for coming on the program. It certainly is a fascinating subject that you uh, write about in your new book. Tell us about where we can uh, find out more information about you, your website address, and all that good stuff. Uh, Amazon, all the it's, it's an ebook right now. It's going to be published as a print book, probably within uh, the next month. Our blog, blog.synchrosecrets.com, is where we post daily or almost daily, and that's about it. I appreciate both of you uh, coming on tonight. Best to you in the future. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. We enjoyed it. It's my pleasure. That's Robin. That's Trish McGregor. I'm Jeremy Scott from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. Until next time, friends. Bye-bye. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 